What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, the here every week. My name is Mitch, and today it is just myself and a very special guest for a very special episode. Uh, previously on the show, we've talked about it many times. I'm hoping that I'm not annoying people at this point, but uh, I recently created or sought, yeah, I ventured out to write, co-write and direct my first short film, The Druid's Hand. And when we were looking for funding for that, we used Kickstarter as a, as a pad to collect some funds and have the community kind of help us make this thing happen. And we had some really generous, nice folks out there who are willing to contribute to the show. And by doing so, they contribute to the film. And by doing so, they locked in their own very special episode of The Terror Table. Uh, the criteria, actually, I, ha I hadn't set any criteria but today's guest decided to make his own. And you know what? That's totally fine. I respect the hell out of that because today we are welcoming my good friend and the our clapper on the Druid's Hand. We're going to talk a little bit about the film, actually, probably more so than ever on this episode, uh, because our guest today is Derek Yakimchuk. How are you doing, Derek? Living the dream, Mitch. Living the dream. You're always living the dream. So Because that's a white person for I wish I was dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Derek is currently wearing a Druid's Hand sweater as we're recording this, and uh, you're the you're the lunatic who has a Druid's Hand tattoo. Yeah, you know, uh, it's like, how can I throw away money and really ink myself with something I'm going to regret in like three months when the film's released? And uh, yeah. yeah, when everyone realizes it's a, realizes it's shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to cover it up really soon. So we're just going to put a glove on the hand. It'll be all good. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay, so this is going to be a pretty bonkers episode. We are going to talk about a lot of stuff. But before we do that, before we really get into everything, uh, I don't think people realize how crazy this episode is going to be. Uh, because Derek and I have a lot of history. And you better believe we're going to be chatting about it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Derek, before we get started, would you like to hear a word from our sponsors? I would love to, Mitch. Please proceed. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Wellness, however you define it, is achievable. You don't even need to figure it all out yourself. Talk to Connexus. They'll give you guidance, motivation, and the push you need to reach your goals. They've got you. They're your financial partner, and they know you can achieve your very best, your financial best. Prove them right. Start right at Connexus Credit Union. Okay, and we are back. So we can just fully delve into this episode. We're going to be doing our normal thing where we talk about what we've been watching recently. Derek's going to fill us in on some reviews of some horror films he's seen. Um, we're also going to talk about the Druid's Hand, I'm assuming, pretty much right off the top. And we're going to close things out with a double feature of Derek's choice. Today, uh, I think we're 230 episodes into the Terror Table, and for the very first time, we are covering a comedy. <laughs> Yes, behind him, Derek has a special edition poster of Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Which is one of the films we're going to be discussing. Um, but since Derek helped so much on the actual film, and also he helped not only with his wallet, but uh, with his spirit and his presence, and uh, he, he actually worked on the film with us. So in because of that, we're allowing him to choose two. Uh, he also chose... Resident Evil from 2021, the brand new Johannes Roberts reboot. So we'll be talking about that in the main feature, but let's get started here first. Um, so Derek, we've known each other for quite a long time. We've known each other since uh, as long as I've known Jesse, my co-writer and producer on The Druid's Hand. 
we we were probably i think we're 18 when we met because we're the same age right yeah i think so yeah, I, yeah are you yeah we don't need to talk about no, it no jesse's old as fuck yeah jesse's too old yeah um so. but yeah so we met while we were playing in like punk and metal bands in saskatoon you were actually in a band with jesse at the time yeah. uh so use please feel free to use this platform to dunk on jesse as many times as oh. you want well i mean i'm sure you've done it before where you've talked about him reaching out to you in myspace and just praising you before he knew what a real piece of shit you are <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories and jesse still uh denies it till this day uh but uh, i want i could probably I, get on the myspace if you want oh my it. god that would be amazing well i think i don't know if it was from your guys's account or if it was from jesse's but yeah jesse he used were, the he used the words it would be an honor so, you were in his top eight though i think right yeah oh well, yeah you guys oh, you guys were in our top eight but that's like on his personal one you were his like top like friend right yeah i think so yeah and look at how far we've come uh yeah our friend group how we show love is by being miserable pricks to each other so i think this episode might actually explain some of my sense of humor that i've had over the last 200 episodes uh because you'll get to hear from a dude who has received the the worst of of my torment they like i we we would torment the hell out of each other and i think it's because so many people in our friend group thought that we were so similar because we are similar in so many different ways and i hate it so much i know but we were trust me <laughs> but we were very immature and uh we've come a long way since then but there was a there was a while there where i'd say that we were frenemies and then we became enemies and then oh, yeah. we became frenemies again and then yeah. now we dock i i mean <laughs> it's bulky but i consider it carry on that's personal mitch yeah <laughs> but uh let's let's talk a little bit about your time on the druid's hand so to give people a little bit of a background on that when uh like you know derek and i had our ups and downs and you know near the beginning of even thinking about doing this we weren't necessarily talking a whole lot like we stopped working in the same place together we just didn't see each other as much and uh i decided to get like jesse and i decided to make this short film and i wanted to reach out to you even though we hadn't talked in a while because i knew that you're someone who appreciates movies the way that i do and i know that despite your rage and hatred for me that this could be a good opportunity for you to get to you know live a dream that both of us have and that's just you know making movies or doing fun stuff fun creative stuff and i knew that by asking you you were going to show up and you were going to work your ass off but derek you truly you were the dark horse on our set because you fucking killed it you ran our our slate you were our clapper but above that like you were you were taking on any single task that we gave you you were crushing every single thing and you were doing everything in your power to make this as successful as it could be and you surpassed my expectations and I knew you were going to be great, but uh, we fucking appreciate the living hell out of all of your support. Like, you know, like I said, you donated with your wallet and then you donated even more so with your time. And uh, I want to, I want to hear about the experience. We haven't been able to really talk about this because I never want to be that dickhead who just talks about his own stuff all the time. What the fuck are you talking? That is you. That is you. <laughs> That's the Mitch Oliver I've met. It's me, me, no one else me, matters. Me. <laughs> This podcast is just a big jerk off for you anyway. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. <laughs> okay, but no, let's be serious here. Uh, <laughs> so backing it up, yeah. Um, when you actually, at, like, initially when the, the Kickstarter came out, it was a no-brainer that even though, I mean, it's basically, I just wanted to support Jesse, fuck you. But yeah. at the same time, I, I saw that, I was like, well, I'm going to give 
a huge chunk no matter what because this is something cool and i'm especially because it's being shot around where i grew up which is more cool more history and everything too i mean i grew up like 10 minutes away from albina so um it was like yeah i'm throwing money into this regardless uh, if if i'm gonna do anything or see anything with this uh in person and then i don't know yeah shortly after i think you guys asked me and i mean i was hoping i'd be asked and i i wouldn't have assumed anything but yeah when you guys asked it was probably the well, at first I was like, great, I got to take time off of work. You got to take time off of work to not get paid to work. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. And then actually the closer we got to the movie, I, I actually was like, what the fuck did I do? I am literally going to take two days off of work and then go work harder than I actually do at my job because at that point <laughs> I basically tapped out anyway. Yeah, so actually leading up to it, I was kind of like, what the hell is wrong with me? But man, like uh, the uh, four days of like flew by, destroyed all of us mentally physically and 16 hour days yeah it, w- it was absolutely ridiculous i actually had to call in sick to work on the monday because i was just so fucking exhausted like it it, it beat the shit of me i i, I destroyed a pair of shoes on the yes. hand. like that that movie just ruined me yeah ruined hugh too hugh to, uh destroyed a pair of shoes and his leg it, that's it, our <laughs> druid that guy is uh he's, he's gonna be in a nursing home soon because of all the damage from the from the movie <laughs> yeah he's a legend but yeah no like it uh it was hell, but it was like the best hell in my entire life. Like I, I'd go back and do it again and again and again, and I'd love to do it even more. Yeah. Well, the obviously the plan is to do it again. I filled you in on the the type of film I want to make next, and absolutely, you, I think you were the first person that I, it, besides Jesse, that I pitched the idea to, and seeing your smile. Oh when, man, uh, I just want to like. I just need that to happen. I want to just talk about it, but you know, I just can't, but God damn it. Like it's genius. Like, and I don't even call like, I think you're a dumb asshole, but like, <laughs> man, you're a genius sometimes. Thank you, Derek. That, that <laughs> means It means more coming from you in a weird way because you're like, we're, we, we have destroyed it. Well, yeah, we've destroyed each other. I think now people can get a gauge of like, you know, Derek can dish it out too. So it's not all me. Being well, I mean, asshole. when we're done, I'm going to go cry. Uh, Cause it hurts my feelings, but I'm going to act tough for the, you know, the camera. Yeah. But like, it was very, there were, I saw this opportunity to, uh, we were looking for someone to like running the slate. A lot of people don't realize how important of a role that is on the set. And, uh, there was a moment where we were looking for someone to do it. And, uh, even if you weren't standing right beside me, I would have actually leaned towards, cause I, I told you before that I wanted to get you in a role, um, where obviously every single person who worked on this thing, no matter how big or small, it was all so greatly appreciated. And it's the people who are willing to do like, you know, the little runs back and forth from set to craft services and, you know, get people food or get them something to get their energy up. Um, You know, sometimes we'll forget a prop or, or an item that we need and they'll have to run and do it. Like that's such an important job, but I knew that you would truly appreciate being close to the magic and you can't get much closer than running the slate. So you got to have a front row seat. Well, that was it. And that first one I was doing all the like, prep and and uh, the grip stuff i was like man i'm not gonna be able to actually watch them like record the movie i mean whatever whatever i'm doing was great but if i was actually there watching it in person it would have been better and give me that slate and that just mean i had to literally be in the way the entire time yeah so. <laughs> but everyone loved having you in the way like you were you know, every every single person that we had uh was amazing and but it was like the like i can't we're going to do a full Druid's Hand episode when the film comes out and when we're able to show it to people. And, you know, we'll bring various people who are involved because we had a pretty big crew helping us on this thing. Big and tiny, though. Like, it was, we, yeah. we had a lot of people doing many jobs. And it's intimate. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, and there's, there's like, it, there was a heartbeat that just kind of kicked off right from the very first night of us yeah. filming. And it was kind of like, we all just like, everyone went from being strangers to like, oh, we are now, it's kind of like how I, this is my equivalent to like my, my great grandfather fought in world war one and two. Um, this is my version. <laughs> That's so Yeah, terrible. exactly. It's the same fucking <laughs> the thing. Same. Yeah. You know, he was in war, but we shot a movie in Elvina. So I mean, exactly. Yeah. We were in Elvina. We were in the trenches, baby. I mean, Hey. You saw Alvina. Well, We're that we came out alive. Oh yeah. Well, we we had we had the whole fire department uh, helping out with this thing. So it's like a lot of things could have went wrong, and only a couple did. <laughs> so, uh, no fatalities, but no. That's indie filmmaking, baby. Okay, so that's a little <laughs> bit little bit behind the scenes of the Druid's Hand. It was a ton of fun. Once again, thank you so much for doing that. And I, I know that you probably don't believe this, but I'm, I was really looking forward to doing this episode and I'm very excited. I even got wine for it. My, my notes here says that we first tried to do this on September 8th. So we're really <laughs> fucking nailing it here. You, yeah, you came over and we couldn't get any of the software working. And it's like, that's just classic terror table shit. We've been doing it for five years. Of course, we don't know what we're doing still. It, oh, just a train wreck. It's just like shooting the Druid's hand. No one knew what they were doing. I loved my favorite was that you came over for that. And then we're like, hey, let's postpone this. And then now, you know, we're what, January 7th. And that's when we're doing it. Um, but the week after we had attempted that recording, I posted an episode with Morgan. And you were like, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Then. <laughs> and honestly, like, what, four months? What an asshole move. Oh, yeah, it's not. I've, I've been doing nothing. Like I've just been fun. Yeah, I go to Vancouver and all I do is tour now. Look at me. I'm Hollywood. Tour. Yeah, you're going to you, you went to the you know the zoo one time and but uh yeah, so more info coming on Camp Druid's hand in the next couple Actually, months here. What what is the, the plan right now? Where's it at? What's going on? Let's tell people. It's it's in with uh post post sound right now. Uh one reason why this is and it's something we actually haven't talked about publicly i know uh, jesse and i are planning on talking about soon but i guess i'll just use this opportunity to give people a little anyone who listens to this it'll have a little sneak peek but we've been getting we've been receiving a lot of favors on this film because you know even though we did surpass our goal it, i think you were you were even there you saw how quickly that money goes and how like well, you're asking for caviar and lobster every day on the. That's exactly it. We had to. Yeah, it was me that was like, and Derek, hold my umbrella over my head. Come on. My diaper. Change my diaper. Derek. <laughs> but uh, no, we've been receiving like we we put a, so much work into this thing in the prep and then on set. Uh, and we really want to make sure we put that same amount of effort in the post-production and post-production in a lot of ways is even more difficult because uh, the people who we have working on the post side of things like Jason Hamill and our post sound editor, uh, Kevin Barron, like they're, they're industry folks. They, they work in the industry full time. So they are doing this as a favor. And uh, a few of them are working for an insanely reduced price just so that they can get us the best quality that we can get. And they just want to be a part of something a little unique and small. And like, you know, I, uh, don't like, I know you say you're going to make a joke about this, but I don't, I, I'm uncomfortable patting myself on the back, but fuck me, man. Like this has been a whole lot of work and we created a, an opportunity for people and did something that people don't do there. I will even be nice and agree with you for once. <laughs> Thank you. But if, is, after, after shooting that thing, if you didn't put as much work as we did in those four days to making it look good, I mean, what, what it'd be a waste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So our post sound guy, very busy man. He does a lot of Christmas movies in December and leading up to it. So obviously it was the busiest part of the year for him. 
and uh, he's going to be getting into it this month and hopefully we're going to have a trailer in the next two months here wait isn't uh, the drew santa christmas movie though it is a christmas movie that's something right, okay. that well uh it, it's a hanukkah movie ah yes yeah but so we're going to be getting this it's it's now in the process all that needs to be done is it needs to be color graded by our cinematographer dylan hershuk and uh, like that dude's just been crushing it this year you know he put oh. out a put out a video for angel maker for census fail uh, he's done like six videos for spirit box who's one of the biggest the metal band. bands on earth he's basically in the band yeah but uh no they yeah we got a lot of people working on it we're we don't want to fumble it in the final stages uh, but I'm I'm very proud of it so far, and I know Derek, you've you've been caught up to close close to like I know you. Oh, you haven't even heard Scott's finished score yet. No. And, and when I can someone send me that, please, because the first round was something else. When I first showed, you were the first person I showed the score to, and that was just the temp stuff. And I, I swear blew. you were crying. Man, it blew my fucking mind. Like I was in awe that it was like exactly what I wanted. Scott, oh man, and it's so much better now too. Like Scott, I, Scott is a fucking genius. We are so lucky like, to have that guy doing I, that. Because I remember talking to Scott for a bit, just being like, and we had a good like half hour chat where we were trying to leave. And then we were like on the same page. And then I heard that score. And I was like, man, like, like this guy is channeling exactly what, like, and that was even, he already had that before I talked to him, but it was just like, it was ridiculous how fucking good it was. Yeah. You know, you know, we made a pretty mean ass movie, but Scott found a way to make it meaner. <laughs> so, and sadder. So I love oh, it. God, you're always ruining Christmas movies with that sad music. <laughs> Christmas is a sad time for me. Is that because uh, your parents didn't love you and never gave you any? Pre- oh, that's when well, the divorce. divorced. Yeah, okay. yeah, the divorce. Uh, even what, Derek- what movie were you seeing in theaters again? Uh- I wasn't seeing the theater. We were watching She's All That. <laughs> I was watching She's All That. My dad had to interrupt to tell me that they didn't love each other anymore. So good times. And the right. dog died. Anyway. And then the dog died. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some horror movies. So Derek, let's sure. give, give our listeners a crash course on yourself as a horror fan. because you're a horror fan yeah i've watched one or two yeah so let, let's give a crash course and then we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty okay well what would you like me to start with what do you want me to what was the first horror movie you saw what was the what do you okay. have a memory of like so, yeah first time being scared so this these are really old notes so hopefully i can remember what the hell i wrote back then but uh when you said like what was your first memory i had to think pretty hard about this because that, that's a tough one and actually it, it's a really dumb scenario but back in the day uh this is before you know the netflix and whatnot yeah the uh, netflix and the tiktoks and, and the youtube and, and the vhs well i mean we had vhs tapes and Waka, but that's yeah. you know besides the point but uh, my dad used to steal satellite i mean hey uh if the cops are listening go fucking arrest him right now yeah He's go get him man so we stole a lot of satellites so then we got all the movie channels and uh uh so yeah the, the one movie i remember always trying to watch or like you know oh mom and dad are in bed trying to watch a horror movie uh, was the Bride of Chucky of all things? Yes. Oh, I love it. And uh, I like, yeah, that was a, a like watching it now. It's so bad. I love that movie. It, I, it, it's it's like the best shitty movie though. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. And it, Jennifer it, Tilly is just awful. Oh, she's perfect in that role though. Like that, that she's so good at being that character. Being, yeah, being herself. But yeah, <laughs> but no, I remember like watching like, and that was like back in the day where I'd like watch like pieces of a movie. So like. There's just so much of it that stuck with me. And I think that when she's doing the whole like resurrection thing in the trailer, she was Oh, the in, boobs like, got you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it, was that a sexual awakening for you? What was your sexual awakening? <laughs> I guess it was Bride of Chucky now that we're talking. Bride of it. Chucky or just, uh, UHF? Uh, yeah, when I first saw Weird Al. Uh, 
And I just wonder if the, you know, his pubes matched his hair. That's what you were wondering as a four-year-old? Yeah, well, I mean, he had, a, he had really curly hair, you know? Good God, yeah. So little insider there for people. Derek, like currently behind him right now, he has a framed special edition, beautiful, beautiful piece of work uh, of Ace Ventura. And right beside it, it's like multiple Weird Al vinyl records no that's from the the concert when i paid 300 bucks to meet weird al and got picture <laughs> taken and stuff with him so everything that came with it i got it framed at michael's for like another 300 because i just love wasting money yeah well we're gonna speaking of which we're gonna be talking about resident evil today which featured jill valentine in a tube top not in this version but didn't you just buy an afi tube top uh it would be a crop top and yes i own many of them mitch thank you very much did you actually buy multiple no 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 like different ones you know you yeah. own those crop tops? Like, what do you do with them? They're in a box. And I mean, on special days, I wear them with my heels, so. Yes, okay. So well, one of Derek's favorite bands is AFI, and you have the most disgusting collection of, like, you have every single release that they, you have every piece of merch. I'm missing you have AFI soap. Yeah. So. You have AFI soap. Yeah, still in the box. <laughs> but no, it, you're it, not going to use it. It got to the point, though, where, like, I had so much stuff that when they released something new, I'm like, well, I can't not buy it. And, like, I, I swear, I think I have, like, three or four crop tops. And, like, it. <laughs> believe, believe me, I... You really love animals, don't you? If it gets cold enough. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. But, <laughs> like, it's just like, well, if I don't you buy it You hate now, money so much. Oh, I just, I love racking my credit card. You yeah, know, I, got a, I got so many credit card points. I got a brand new vacuum. Like I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> oh yeah, is it a Dyson? Uh, it's a Tinoco. It's the, it's the cooler Dyson now. Oh don't, damn! Don't worry. Yeah, no, no, it's cooler. I don't have to get that corporate shit. I get the underground stuff. You know. Yeah, Real yeah. The B sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So Bride of Chucky was the beginning, but yeah, you've obviously, uh, like you and I both, like we were almost in contention for having more blu-rays like when we worked together we were blu-ray collecting like you, a motherfucker you ruined my life the reason why i have so many is because of you and, why? and because i well it's a bit of both it was like i gotta i gotta have more than mitch because i gotta be better than him but actually yeah. it was it was me having an issue with digital media and downloading still so i always wanted to like buy it to support yeah. even though the only thing i was supporting was fucking best buy or the shitty amazon like jeff yeah. bezos lining his pockets yeah, exactly but um but yeah like working at like the the warehouse with you that was probably the start of my downfall because it was just like we talk about movies like it'd be like you and mike would be just movie talk i'm like i haven't seen that one instead of like borrowing it or something i'm gonna go buy it and i'm yeah. gonna like the goddamn movie so the amount of times i've thinned out my collection too is just sick yeah and somehow you the sickest thing I've ever heard you do in your life is sell a bunch of movies and stuff. What did I sell? Movies? All your movies and stuff. Like you sold a whole bunch of records and movies. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You you bought a couple of those records too. I didn't sell a lot of movies though. No. Okay, your collection was a little bit too like refined. You had to have a lot of crap. Yeah, and point. so don't even lie to me. You sold all the stuff before, and like, oh, I've always. Had well, I sold all my. Stuff. I did the same thing you did. We would we would sell our DVDs so we could get the Blu-rays because we're not fucking bitches. We're not gonna be just watching DVDs. Morning assholes are closer than they appear. Can you imagine watching a DVD now? <laughs> On a four K. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna exactly. Puke. And speaking of, I can't wait to watch the Drew's Hand on the VHS. That'll be the best experience. <laughs> yeah. It... I got to go buy a goddamn VCR for this. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a bad time when we we just talked movies day yeah. in, day out. And I'd just be like, oh, when's the next paychecks? And go buy 10 Blu-rays. 
and put them in my app and then watch them yep. all in. And then I remember we would have to be like, hey, we got to stop. We got to f- watch the ones that we bought that we haven't watched yet. But then it'd be like, Scream Factory became a thing. And it was like, and you're like, I got to pay $30 for this movie that I've never heard of. I hope it's good. And you're like, oh, this blows. Yeah, you hated so many of them. Like, uh, you also, you were, shout out Derek. Actually, I, sh- I sold you some good ones. Yeah, you did. Know? You sold me a couple of really good ones, but you also gave me a copy of Strange Wilderness for free just because you didn't want that, quote, piece of shit in your house. Oh, God. That, suck. that movie's amazing. How does that? Uh, yeah, I mean, so good. You're autistic. But, um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So yeah, recent recent horror movies though. You want to share with our listeners some stuff that you've checked out? Man, you know what? I haven't been on a big horror kick for a while. But the last things I really uh, watched though was The Witch finally because you've been talking about that one nonstop. Yeah, and uh, that was a trip. So that was something I hadn't seen in before. We did uh, the other thing I had written down was Honeydew, which yeah, you came for I that screening. You, yeah, I think you may have uh, been a little bit more pumped on that oh i know i finally watched the slumber party massacre movies. oh yeah okay the first and second and, and then the remake the remake is amazing and like what uh they could cut a bit off of it but otherwise that, yeah. that was a trip that, that was a we one. just did our uh top tens of the year last night with kyle and boozy and uh that was one of the few movies that made it to all three of our lists we yeah loved it it, it. it was just well done yeah cool. yeah and I guess, I mean, the Resident Evil, well, which we'll talk about, of course. We'll save that for the main feature. Yeah, yeah. No, the other things I had written down, too, is you're going to ask me what my all-time favorite movies are, which I'm guessing you might... Yeah, what are your all-time favorite me. movies? This was a hard one to think about. Like, I mean... Are we talking about horror movies? Horror, horror only, because obviously Tommy Boy is number one. We, we know that. And also, Derek is the man who, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, that you had a framed Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 poster in your house. Yeah, it's currently behind the John Wick one, which I am hoping to replace with the Drew's hand eventually because oh, yeah. I've grown up here. So we need yeah, to get exactly. Rid of, yeah, yeah. Except Tommy Boy's poster is still in the living room. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, how hard is it for you to just pick like a top horror movie ever? Like, like. Well, that's the thing is every I mean, okay. You say Jaws always. That's that's your. Thing. I do, but the thing is, then I always have people being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah horror movie." Well, they're assholes though. Nobody yeah, no, but. So I don't know. I think I want to just come up like, obviously the thing is another one evil dead. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause it's an ever rotating stage. Alrighty. You ready to rip on everything I say? Because that's a classic Mitch thing to do. Yes. Your request is not unlike your lower intestine stinking and loaded with danger. Okay. One of my all time, like I'm, I have five listed here and I'm going to have five listed leave, or lists. five listed. Okay. I thought you said I have five lists here. Well, I can talk about it for days if you want, but no, I'm going to start from like the bottom up. So yeah, I guess these are kind of in order. Uh, I'd say Shaun of the Dead is like my, like in the fifth place. Love uh, that movie. Because it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm, you know. Did you see Last Night in Soho yet? No. Uh, oh, I'm surprised because you see everything first. Uh, oh yeah. Well, guess what? You stopped doing that? The theaters, the theaters are a pain in the ass now. Oh yeah. That- it's not the same. It's just. Yeah, thanks, COVID. But uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm assuming it's the same vibe as that stuff and, and wonderful and fun. I love it. It's definitely, it's just a straight up horror movie though. Like there's like virtually no comedy in it. But I, like, I don't know why you think I'd rip on that. Shaun of the Dead's a masterpiece. Like I fucking love that movie. Carry on. It really is. It, it yes. Okay. Uh, number four, this one's uh, more recent, but I think it's still like one that I can go back to a million times, but it follows. Yes. 
Yeah. Like that's why you're I, so scared of intimacy. Yeah. Um, Remember when I'd always put my hand on your leg and it, there's nothing in the world that made you more uncomfortable. Well, cause that movie taught me that I'd die. Yeah. You'd die if you right? felt pl- the pleasure. Yeah. So that's why I always kept my hand. Your, I put your hand yeah. away. I didn't want none of that. I want to be up here and save my soul for God. Okay? Yeah. How many copies of it follows do you own on vinyl? Uh, just one. Oh, wow. I know, but I got the one that was only 500. Starting to think, so starting to think you might not actually really like this movie very much, Derek. <laughs> I got it on Blu-ray though. I mean, that's pretty How cool. How many copies right? on Blu-ray? Uh, just one sorry i had to i had oh yeah I, I bought like i bought a copy of it and i gave it to kyle like because now i have two or i had to but i bought a copy of an extra copy of it follows i already owned it but it was two dollars at dollarama at dollarama with a slip cover was there more than one you should just bought the whole company? no that's it of course that was it that was there um but yeah like that's sick that's actually sick like i don't even ugh. i know well i didn't want beside the dvds of norbit and like uh... oh norbit's a comedy classic Jack and Jill. The nut, nutty professor. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it follows. Uh, it follows. Yes. Shaun of the um, another one that I love a lot is 28 Days Later. Yeah. Great movie. I think they, I, I think Weeks was nowhere even remotely close to. It's not, but it's still, I still thought it was fucking crazy. Like, I still like that movie, but it's definitely not. Although the good. helicopter scene, yeah. and, you know, the whole, like, yeah. Yeah, and the opening. It's like one of the rankest openings. Did you just watch a guy pull a Derek Yakimchuk and abandon his family? <laughs> If I had a family, I'd definitely <laughs> leave him to die. Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, no, the original one's awesome. It's just so goddamn gritty, and that soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. So, do you like the uh, like? Because talk about a movie that the Blu-ray restoration is absolute Garbage. dog shit. Yeah, it's so. Oh bad. my god, that's like like I think that's just a DVD with a Blu-ray. Yeah, sticker. it's got to be. It's, so, it's got to be. Like it actually bothers me. Now that you mention it, great. Thanks. All right, so it's like filtered through there- sandpaper. Is there a 4K one where they just make it worse? Somehow? Yeah, exactly. Or they're like, or they gave up at this point. Like, yeah, well, it's like, like I bought the, I bought my for a while my most expensive Blu-ray before I got into Criterion's was a basket oh. case, and the basket case Blu-ray, it's like, it, I swear to God, it somehow looks worse than the DVD copy I have. <laughs> There's the letter boxing <laughs> no, on the side. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So that that anyway. Let's yeah. Move. Okay. So 28 days later. Yeah, uh, the 1989 Pet Cemetery. Yeah, you love that movie. I love it. It's so shitty. It's so badly acted. But like, I don't know. You know what? That's another one that as a kid, it kind of stuck with me. Oh, yeah. Because Zelda. Man, when that kid, yeah. And when that kid gets hit by a semi. That Orenko truck. Shout out Orenko trucks. (laughs) But, and and like him screaming and it's just so cheesy. And they have all those like shitty cuts and like the flashes. Oh, man. When's the last time you watched that movie a lot? But I I love the part where Gage gets like hit by a door. Like someone throws a pillow at him near the end and he just fucking biffs it backwards. Oh, yeah. Just like like, the Babadook. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a great movie, though. Oh, man. I like that original a lot. The remake's not bad either. No. I think I like how they changed it up, but like the original, you just can't top the. Yeah, I think yeah. now, like when I, I, I think I was more optimistic on the remake when I first saw it, but now it's like if I'm ever gonna watch Pet Cemetery, I'm gonna watch the original. But then you throw on the the one after, so you can watch a a decent story where it's not just terribly acted the whole time. Yeah, but I don't necessarily even love the like. I'm not a Jason Clark guy, and you know they never they never included the jack off scene. Like in the book, there's like a awesome jack off scene. Can you tell me more? Because I do not recall. Oh, I forgot you haven't read. So you are drinking. Those are not non-alcoholic, Derek. Yes, they are. No way. Like legit, legit non-alcoholic. They're like a Hop bubbly, water. but they have hops in it. Yeah, it's from like Park and Warner. You're a sick man. But but yeah, it's just like a bubbly, but some hops. In Derek's it. one of those craft craft boys. 
uh, craft beer boy you like i've had one to you literally travel to buy craft beer yeah and it's like going to see your favorite band on tour right? oh my god yeah we can we get we anyway, so much but yeah, yeah yeah okay so and then finally the absolute best horror movie ever made no matter what there's no questions asked is return of the living dead oh yeah yeah that is a great one absolute amazing that explains movie. why you and jesse are still friends too uh jesse doesn't like it as much as me so whatever yeah well jesse he doesn't really like art uh he would just show me 4k indiana jones the other day and he probably spent like that stupid fuck was telling me that all four of them are amazing that crystal skull all four yeah oh my god i still till this day have never made it through kingdom of crystal skull done it once and i just want to forget about it yeah anyway oh. that's a whole nother topic so anyway that the, but yeah the absolute one of the best is return of the living dead and i i bought that one on blu-ray three times jesus because well screen factory redid it so i had to rebuy it and you know how it goes yeah you got the stupid region two one eh, so. yeah but yeah, that, that movie kicks ass. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, those are all great movies. I don't know why you thought I was going to shit on you. but I don't know, because you just like to do that for fun. I do, but you know what, Derek? I've grown up. I've grown up. Let me grow. You know what? You say that, but I don't believe yeah, it. Sometimes. I wouldn't believe it either. It's, a, it's, all, a, it's all a mask. The facade yeah. so you can become a famous director and then I can get you canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. The things on my phone. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Like, so... Have you, th- th- those are your top fives and everything, but are there any other movies you want to give a shout out to while we're, while we're talking here? Like, have you, what, what's the kind of stuff you've seen recently besides Resident Evil or did you say? Uh, I mean, the new Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But horror wise, like, uh, Christ, I don't even remember. I like guess. I'm surprised you like the witch. Cause like you notoriously cool. do not like period pieces. I, that's the thing. It's, it's gotta be hit and miss with me. Right. But I remember you watch, you watched that on the day that you called in sick after filming the Druid's Hair. Yeah, with the with the th- the one hour I was awake during the day because I slept literally almost twenty four yeah. hours. But yeah, I, I did. I got up because you were just like the Druid's Hand is. It's got it takes a lot from the witch. I'm like, well, I gotta watch this movie finally to see what he's talking about. Yeah, that's something I haven't told anybody actually. So uh, that's Oops, fine. Canceled. No, yeah, canceled. <laughs> no, but it's like obviously people have heard on like you know listeners of the show know I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers' The Witch. Uh, but yeah, there's, you know, obviously I, I think the film Druid's Hand is obviously very, very different, but uh, yeah, there, I, I think there's nothing even remotely taken from that. I just think maybe the, the feeling of the movie. Yeah. Is yeah. That- I'm trying to go. Yeah. I was trying to go for that mean, that mean tone that the witch has. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Where, where you feel like nothing is great in life and you're actually depressed after watching. Yes. It, right? Well, did you see what we put our actors through? Like, <laughs> They, they yes I, I, anytime like the, they have therapy now yeah there wasn't a, like if i saw a fucking smile crack it's like you motherfuckers give me my lobster and start frowning yeah exactly oh man do you want to start talking about our our main feature presentation let's go for it yeah let's do it we'll be right back after this little break here and i think we're gonna we'll go chronologically uh we'll do the very first comedy ever covered on the terror table We'll be right back for a main feature presentation on Ace Ventura and Resident Evil. They faced incredible odds and unbeatable enemies to earn the name Hero. But now there's a new way to spell action. Jim Carrey is Ace Ventura. Detective. <laughs> He's the best there is. Excuse me, gentlemen. Pet detective. 
he's the only one there is. You really love animals, don't you? If it gets cold enough. Now, the mascot of the Miami Dolphins has been kidnapped. Oh, righty then. And he's on the case of a lifetime. Listen, pet dick. How would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not really ready for a relationship, Lois. There's no place he won't go. Captain's log. Stardate 23.9. Ace, get out of the tank. I just can't do it, Captain. I can't have the power. Nothing he won't do. And no one he can't handle. Hey. If you do anything to embarrass me in front of camp. What? Like this? Oh. Hi, Captain Stubing. Because when this pet detective gets the scent... Where's Dan Marino? Hi, I'm Dan Marino. Marino, why? Because he's about to join Snowflake. He'll follow it... anywhere. Here, Snowflake! Jim Carrey is... Do not go in there! Woo! Ace Ventura Pet. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and welcome to our main feature presentation where we're going to be talking about a, the wackiest double feature ever featured on the terror table. So originally it was going to be, did, did we, I already told Derek that he could choose two movies and originally you had chose Ace Ventura and Without Warning. So I guess we could, actually no, fuck it. We'll just do another episode with you on Without Warning at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even got to pay for that one or do you? <laughs> just kidding. The um, you're poor you need rent, yeah exactly buddy. we're gonna kick off with ace ventura pet detective from is this 1992 i want to say three okay uh, no three. it might have been four because this is it, all this was the same year that he did dumb and dumber 94 94 yeah, yeah, and the mask cool. like legendary like, that's this the same it probably released oh uh, was it released the day that kurt cobain blew his brain out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what day it was that would be fucking wild february 4th ah <laughs> two months before he blew it up so he, blew him out. there's a do you think kurt cobain got a chance to see ace ventura before i think that's why he killed himself actually oh God. i mean sorry no whoa 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 i think that's why courtney killed him okay yeah that's more like it there we go yeah i'm sorry um yeah so we'll be talking about ace ventura then we'll be closing things out with a discussion on resident evil from 2021 i don't think there's any correlation between ace ventura and resident evil but we could try and find something if you really want i'm to. sure we could find something there there's dogs in both of them yeah there you go the ones that yeah. resident evil needs to up their game and start putting some dolphins in their movies and their video games. And, Wait for Resident and, Evil 9, Cancun. <laughs> and they got a football team that's all infected. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, man, the script writes itself. Oh, yeah, it sounds great. Another one of those great ones. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. So, Derek, uh, can you give our listeners the the synopsis of Ace Ventura? This is a movie that I know you've seen more than Listen, any. Listen, if you haven't seen Ace Ventura, <laughs> turn this off. Watch the goddamn movie and come back because you're not uh, <laughs> not experiencing art. Yeah, first of all, like there's something wrong with you. You haven't seen Ace Ventura. Now we're gonna get into this later about how it's a little bit uh, cringy nowadays. But if you you know you avoid a lot of that, it's still a perfect movie. Um, but no, Ace Ventura. Basically, it's Jim Carrey at his wackiest. He's he's a pet detective who's down on his luck. He's got no money and he needs that one big score. Yes. 
So he starts off trying to find a rare white albino pigeon, yep. some sort of bird anyway. And uh, turns out he's trying to solve a murder and a missing dolphin for the Miami Dolphins. And it just... The tale is old as time. Hilarity, hilarity yeah. ensues, ensues. It's basically like a Shakespeare play. It is, yes. So I want to know why you chose to, to pick this movie for your uh, choice of film on the Terror Table, a horror movie podcast. <laughs> because exactly what you said, you didn't put any rules in there and I broke them the second I could. Yeah. But I'm surprised I, Tommy Boy is not on here, honestly. I, you know what? I thought about it, but I thought Ace Ventura would be like, you, you'd be allowed to talk about that one. I think Tommy Boy, you'd be a bit more apprehensive. So I could have seen you also choosing a Paul Blart double feature. Okay. I've, I've only actually watched those once as like a, you know, they put it on the TV. Let's see how bad they are. And they fucking suck. I did share that story. I can't even, like, I've, there's no way I'd be able to tell you what episode it was. But I talked about you on one episode where I said I knew a guy who bought, like, you order like 200 copies of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on Blu-ray from Amazon and then no. immediately canceled. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just so that... Yeah, I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah, they would see, like, the people at Amazon be like, someone ordered 200 copies of Paul Blart Mall Turns Cop. Turns out I didn't cancel on time and I still have 200 copies sitting here waiting to be sold. That was... I could just see you with the Santa hat on at Christmas driving your, your caddy out and fucking throwing them on people's doorsteps. Well, I would do it at the mall, but kids aren't allowed around me, so... That's true. <laughs> Oh my god okay <laughs> all right so debatably a comedy classic ace ventura of course hey, not debatably it is no, yeah it's just it's one of those movies like you said it's it's one that's uh suffered the test of time because of some really cringy uh takes. jokes hot takes yeah jokes regarding trend the transgender community so i'm sure um dave Chappelle loves this movie but oh, <laughs> fuck it's dave an Chappelle. now don't, don't you know that yeah, no, but uh, the movie is a classic, dude, obviously. Like, uh, I, I watch this movie once every four or five years, at least. And I know that you watch it once every four or five days. <laughs> but, like, there, I don't understand. I know there's a lot of people out there who just cannot stand Jim Carrey. And I understand that. That's that's fair. That's fair. And, I mean, he's worse now. Oh, yeah, he's he's hard to handle. Like, uh, yeah. But- but in his prime, what a... How can you not laugh at a man talking with his asshole? Thank you for all your cooperation. By the way, do you have a mint? Perhaps some banaka? Like, that's one of the... I remember as a kid, like, it was like, this is one... It's like Cartman in that episode where he sees the people's butts for faces and he can't laugh anymore because he just they saw the funniest thing. That's exactly, it's exactly it. it. You're watching Jim Carrey yeah. talk with his butt. And that's, that's comedy, folks. That's, that's pure comedy. It, it really is. But like the amount I quote this movie in day-to-day life is just kind of sickening too. Like it's, the movie is just chock full of quotes. Like, What's your favorite one? Uh, actually, this is one of my notes, but uh, one of the things that me and Ryan do a lot around the house will be uh, either there's, you're, you're carrying something, you drop, something breaks in the house and someone will go, sounds broken. And then <laughs> someone else will go, most likely, sir. I bet it was something nice though. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> Sounds broken. Most likely, sir. I'll bet it was something nice though. <laughs> without a fail if something is dropped or broken someone says that. hell yeah and that's yeah that that line oof. one thing uh that my my ex-girlfriend shout out morgan and i used to quote a lot in our house is like if someone would ever knock on the door one of us would be like yes satan <laughs> you know yeah. there's a, there's some classic comedy and, and that's and that's the guy from breaking bad that's uh old uh hector oh right 
yeah That's i forgot about that because he's yeah he's the one who uh jim carrey he's the landlord there. he steals the the poodle from him no oh jesus christ was it that's that's Tex Cobb. That's a boxer. Oh, yeah. right. I got it mixed up. Jeez. Oh, man. You don't even know your ace. No, I don't. But no, no. Uh, uh, Hector is his landlord and he's the one that keeps, he's like, you're laid on rent. Oh, right. Yes. And he's got all that. And he's got all the animals in the house and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it's just full of comedy gems. The more you watch it, the more you pick up. You it's know? true. As a little kid, you probably shouldn't have been watching that. No, it's, that's what, that, that's the main thing that this reminded me of on, upon rewatch is like, how fucking crazy it was that all of my friends watched this movie when we were kids. Like when yeah. did you watch it? When, my, my, how old were you? My grandma. So, so this is another one of those early memories, but this is one of the, I'd say five to six VHS tapes. My grandma had at her house. So we'd watch them while we were there. Yeah. So I had either Ace Ventura or Mr. Bean. So obviously it was both of them. Yeah. Mr. Bean's but... also great. Shout out. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I watched it on VHS, like, like, beyond belief and i think i still have that vhs copy at my parents house now but um yeah it was one of those things that just warped your mind as a kid and uh and here i am now just a failure in life thank you thanks a lot jimmy yeah you gotta wonder what kind of effect these these movies had on our like tiny brains as they were still forming like i know yours is still trying to form um but you put so much fucking afi in it that it just molds and you're always wearing your crop top in your house and um but like i i you gotta wonder though like even like you know on the topic of horror like i was watching child like i had a bride of chuck funny you mentioned that i had a bride of chucky shrine in my room when i was eight years old like i had the vhs was it just jennifer tilly no it was the it was the vhs tape and then i had the soundtrack on cd compact disc whoa oh is there some new metal on that thing? oh my god yeah and there was rob zombie oh. i think there's white drag was it was it Dragula? no it was white or a living dead girl or so, living dead girl that's what it was i think yeah i think that was yeah. it and there was like power man 5000 all that terrible Ooh, new metal shit hell yeah and uh yeah i was just obsessed and no wonder you have such a bad taste in music oh my god derek don't even get me started <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing too like so back to ace ventura though is what's with jim carrey and his like you know, you you can say a lot. You can say anything about Jim Carrey in 2021. Like the guy's kind of just a unsufferable douchebag. Mitch, we're in 2022. Right. Uh, All right. Sorry. Um, but no, like his movies, though, they almost all of the successful ones spawned horrible fucking reboots or sequels or sequel, oh, yeah. like there was uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, there was is that, Son of is the, that the one with. Is Dumb and Dumber the one that they did? Like, Shia LaBeouf is in it. That's the one that wasn't with Jim Carrey, Jim yeah. Carrey though, right? Yeah. yeah, and then, okay. Yeah. And then there's Son, Son of the Mask with Jamie Kennedy. Keep in mind, all th- think about that for a second, though. This guy was a, like, I'm pretty sure he was on, was the show he was on in Living Color? Like, that's what, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then after that, he puts out Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask out in the same year, 1994. The guy could have just, like, died and been like left the perfect legacy yeah exactly he could have taken the kurt cobain route and never have made any bad movies or music because that's kurt cobain died on top like that's why you know people appreciate things more when people die young uh well i mean jim carrey died for me a long time ago. yeah i don't know so you weren't a mr popper's penguins guy uh i, I can safely say i've never seen that I'm i can't believe that because you're a guy who sees everything fuck like okay there, there's limits to that okay all right. Well, have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? 
Yeah, actually, I didn't mind him in that. I didn't mind it. Well, I didn't. I didn't think he was great, but the movie was kind of a surprise for me. And what I love, yeah, about, but I, I think I think he still does a good job, though. Like I, 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 yeah. What I love about that, though, is I saw. I think Jesse and I were watching this interview when we were like one of our writing sessions, and we would always end up on YouTube um, to steal ideas. No, but we were we were watching this interview where Jim Carrey was saying that it's the most he's ever felt. Like he's connected with a character playing Doctor Robotnik. Like, <laughs> so it's like, man, what a fucking pretentious, like the wildest takes. You know, he probably says that for every goddamn movie, though. Just oh yeah, it's the same thing. Jared Leto said that about Morbius. Wasn't didn't he already say he connected enough with the Joker and he was I am the Joker. Yeah, ha ha ha. I'm Jared, I'm Jared Leto. The only good uh, thing Jared Leto's ever done was uh, Requiem for a Dream and Lord of War. Um, but no, he, uh, he's, he's insufferable as well. Speaking of which, but yeah, Morbius looks like shit. Eh? Let's oh my God, oh, man. Fuck. That's going to blow. I'm so upset that it got delayed because I need it in my life. <laughs> I think it's finally coming out, but it's going to suck anyway. Moving back. Yeah. So Ace Ventura, um, you know, he's a man who, who loves his animals, loves the Miami Dolphins. Does he love the? He loves animals, even if it, or sometimes if it's cold enough. It's true. Yes. That's one of the lions. God yes. damn it! You don't no, I do me. know what I'm talking about, and it's same with like honestly, I'm one of those guys who thinks when nature calls is debatably better. Nope, I will fight that to the, the death. white like, devil. And when he's crawling out of that rhino's ass, like I told. Okay, that that yes. Did you see they made they made a rug of the scene of him crawling out of the? I want that rhino's rug. Ass. That'd be a great rug or a shower curtain. Can you imagine? No, uh, uh, a welcome mat in front of your house. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Jim Carrey crawling over Rhino's ass. What else? I don't know how you can debate welcome. the comedy of that. Like, that's one of the funniest it, things ever. It, it It is, but I, st- I I will still debate that the first one is funnier. Well, it's just, yeah, it's a little more classic. You know, you can never never beat the OG, some people say. But that that is one where a sequel was, was it was okay. Yeah. It, it was allowed, it worked, and it was still a good sequel. And there's all this talk about the third one that may eventually happen, which... Do you think it'll ever happen? <sighs> okay, so do, do you know this mission? I'm sure you're going to just lose your shit, but do you know who wrote Ace Ventura? No. It was Steve Odekirk, and he's the guy that wrote and acted in Kung Pao. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's something and that's, you and that I thought about. And that movie is amazing. Yeah. I thought about a couple. There's a couple podcasters who are probably listening right now who fucking love that movie. And, Kung Pao is yeah. another like comedy classic. That was one of those ones that I think I made fun of so hard that you wouldn't talk to me for six months. Like, probably. <laughs> it was like there were a couple times where I went so ham on a movie. And like, when's the last time you watched Kung Pao, though? Like, I, I mean, if you like years Ace Ventura, you'd love. Well, I'll rewatch it now. It's, it's even better. Oh, God. That, that scene is still happening in my head. The chosen one, I'm coming. Go. <laughs> yeah, see? Pure gold. Uh, but yeah, he wrote, he wrote Ace Ventura, which is... That's wild. He can yeah. write some... It's like Stephen King writing Rose Matter and then The Shining. But I mean, oh, so yeah, if they're ever going to do a third one, it's like, bring back the original writer. Let him, let him uh, you know, pick on another... Um, I don't know if I could do it, man. What's the word I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Another group of people that yeah, like a marginalized group that he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what they'll have to do. Yeah, because boy, oh boy, does that just—it's so rough. Because it's like, man, it's one of those things where it's like you wish you could edit that out because it's like it's as a kid, it didn't phase you. Well, because you didn't know. Like like, I thought, okay, that's actually a great segue. I when I was a child, I didn't understand the hemorrhoids joke. 
or the transgender. Oh yeah, character. yeah, no, no, not at all. And that's the thing you're looking at. You're watching this, and he turns it around, and there's an obvious bulge. And I'm like, what is that? I thought that I'm hemorrhoids were like kind of like warts or something, and it was just like a growth. I did. I had no idea that it was a penis. So, Mitch, for the one person that's never seen Ace Ventura, we just spoiled whole, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the one person that hasn't seen it, the the whole thing we're talking about with this movie is how they uh, really shit on the transgender community yeah. a lot. The whole plot of the movie is. Where is this missing man? This man turns out to be a woman, and then everyone is disgusted by it. Yeah, the uh, the man is an ex-football player who uh, has a transition to become the, somehow goes right to the top as police chief. Well, I mean, no one would ever question your history as uh, in the police force or nothing. You're right to the top. Yeah, exactly. And there's a scene where they make out, or by that I mean Ace is basically attacked by her and he goes when he finds out that finkel is einhorn einhorn is finkel it's finkel he uh runs to the bathroom and starts plunging his face and with, the whole crying game like oh my god uh, yeah like on, on, like if you take although, out it like it, it would just be funny watching someone suck their face with a plunger but in context it's so rough it although one of the great jokes is your gun is digging into my hip and you realize yeah that, that is actually it, a good it one. is great yeah so but yeah, it's, you know, you, it's tough because back in the day, you can't, uh, no, no one would think otherwise, but you watch it now and go like, oh shit. But it, it, people are aware of it. It's not like anyone's being like, well, we're just gonna, like, everyone knows that that's not. It's kind of like All in the Family, which is one of the most problematic TV shows of all time. But it's like that came out at, at a time where it's almost good and i know this could sound really wrong but it's almost good that it exists as a relic to show yeah how exactly far and come. i think that's maybe like i know a lot of people will still if you ever go online and read some of the comments it's like i get it like fucking yeah. grow up like th- this was made 20, but at the- six 27 years ago at the- god that's disgusting how old that movie yeah. is but it's like it's, oh i know yeah it, it was a lot different back then but people are like i can't watch this anymore it's like okay i get it but you know yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind of like a soft spot. Like it's it's one of those things where I don't even know fully where I stand on it. And you know, it's yeah, all subjective and no. in, in terms of how they're how they're doing it. But these idiots exist, and it's like you know the the character. Oh wait, I can't even talk about this with you because you're one of the dumb fucks who doesn't like The Office. Oh, you mean the world's worst TV show? God, no, that's well, Friends. Well, okay, I don't know. Um, Friends in the Office, which is worse? Let's have a competition. Oh God, no, but it's like characters like Steve Carell's and that. Like he says a lot of super problematic things, but the thing is, he's a fucking moron. Like he's an idiot. So that makes it that makes it okay then in that context. Like what's the I I think as long as they're they're making it like because these people exist like we can't just pretend like this types of these types of people don't exist i don't think that you should highlight well, them in your show have you have you been on the internet like in the past two years exactly but no but i don't know i think it's i think it, for me it's it, it you you got to handle it with a certain level of tact to get away yeah. with it nowadays yeah. and you got to have a reason to make the person backwards um like i don't know if did you watch don't look up yep Oh yeah. Yeah. So like even the Ron Perlman character in that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he he says some some lines in that where I'm like, like he's a piece of shit. He says some really questionable shit, but it's like they they establish from the get go that he's a piece of shit. He's an idiot, and he's also a stereotype of a lot of people who still exist today. That's true. And the point is that we're all laughing at him for being dumb. Like we're not yeah, laughing because yeah. the joke is funny. 
like we're not laughing because he's got a point we're laughing because it's like how backwards is this it's funny because we're like wow what a piece of shit and there's some people that are watching going like hell yeah brother exactly i want to kiss my cousin yes yeah but so i don't know like that's why obviously i'm not i guess yes in this context the movie is like "Uh uh-oh that's bad everyone should be disgusted by it it's very transphobic oh yeah and like that's 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 the issue with it uh but you, you you just can't deny how fucking legendary jim carrey talking with his ass is <laughs> like and some of the lines you know yes so and the energy the energy in this movie is so fucking hopped it, up the movie is just it's just nothing but joke after joke it just doesn't yeah. stop and it's just so yeah they just energy. they don't make these kinds of slapsticky comedies anymore like the ones that are so high energy in in this sense like i think about like one of my favorite parts of the movie is like when he initially goes into the police station and everyone no one takes him seriously and his his him biting back is what's funny like because he's he's just such a strange character he's a caricature of a human being um so yeah i don't know i still i still love ace ventura like i i'm happy you chose this one over you lo- <laughs> over tommy boy no i like tommy boy too yeah, but yeah. Uh, okay that's the second feature tommy boy and without warning i got it but the the other thing is you know, the scene when they're at the mental hospital and he's dressed up like a... Oh, God, I forgot like, about that. Okay, yeah. so no one's upset about that scene? No, I think people are. Okay, but you know what? <laughs> I think the best part is when he does the whole, like, whistle thing and starts marching and then just, like, splashes water in his face and slams his head. Like, how how, yeah. how does that guy... How, how do they film that? And no one lost their shit. Like, like oh, the slow motion scene is absolutely mm-hmm. flawless. And can you imagine watching him do this scene and you're like... I have to not laugh as he goes in reverse. I know. Like, yeah. But I think a lot of people, like there's a lot of types of comedy that a lot of people just don't get. Like, look at like one of my favorite comedies of all times, Freddie got fingered and it does the (laughs) same fucking thing where it's just like there that rip torn wasn't finding any of it funny. Cause he just didn't, under, he was just like, you're just being a dipshit, like an idiot. And it's annoying. And it's the same with uh, one of my favorite Jim Carrey anecdotes is, him filming batman forever and how much tommy lee jones hated, hated jim yeah, carrey could not like he just him. hated him well tommy lee jones just like he's a man that's never been happy in his life yeah that, that, that guy checks that out. guy's never smiled before no no if you can't smile in men in black i don't know how you're gonna ever men smile black three. but Woo. you like men in black three, no don't god you? no i fell asleep in the theater for that one like the third the because there's the one with uh, Josh Brolin and Will Smith. Yeah, that's that one sucked. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever actually finished it, but I know like I haven't seen the newest one with Chris Hemsworth. It's probably even worse. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know that's about probably that. More offensive than Ace Ventura, honestly. Just for being bad. Just for being made. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. Ace Ventura is pretty fucking wild, and uh, I can't I can't believe we've reached the day where we're talking about this on the terror table. Okay, do you want to go back to some terror? How about the cannibal corpse scene? That's the best part. Too. Okay, that's legendary. And 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 do you know that there's actual like there's footage that, and I've been looking for this and I can't find it, but it was only put on TV. There's no VHS release, DVD, nothing, where he actually gets on stage and starts singing. Uh, like as corpse grinder on stage. with corpse oh corpse, as corpse yeah. grinder so, so oh it, it was God. only on tv but he gets on stage and starts going like yeah on stage with them and you can't see that anywhere and it drives me insane because i know it exists i've read about it yeah but for some reason they don't want to include that ever think about this hollywood if derek is willing to spend all this money on afi crop tops 
Imagine how much you would spend on that. Give me that deluxe super edition Ace Ventura with the cannibal corpse scene restored, and I'm there. Criterion. I remember that was such that was such a like playground. Uh, that was a special thing on the playground. Is like, did you know that Ace Ventura or Jim Carrey's favorite band is Cannibal Corpse? And it's like, is it actually his favorite band, or does he just think it's hilarious? Well, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's a bit of both. I don't like them, so I can't imagine. I know you don't. I can't imagine you'd like. Although court. he, no, he does like metal. If you've seen some interviews with him and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a metalhead. Well, it suits his. Uh, this is now the second episode that I'm saying this on. And to be clear, I'm I'm someone who is diagnosed, so I it's almost like I feel like I can say it. Uh, but he's got that ADD energy. Cancel. Yep, and that's that's Cannibal Corpse, baby. That's like that type of metal where he just goes up and starts yelling nonsense and jumping into crowds. Yeah, yeah that was a legendary scene. Yeah, and that, and then the whole, uh, you know, uh, New England clam chowder or whatever. It's like, is that the white or the red? <laughs> <laughs> okay i got one more piece of trivia for this and then if we're done on ace we can but uh okay. did you know that rick moranis and adam sandler turned down the role for being ace are you serious like, can you imagine adam sandler that would have been the worst movie ever so that'd be the worst that so anyway thank god they didn't rick moranis would have been awful too like that guy couldn't do it that i like i love rick moranis i can't yeah, see him in the ace, role right? now that you're yeah like obviously jim carrey owns ace like oh, yeah. that, that's he, made he it. is ace yeah. but i had to be to be fair honestly man i don't know i, I like as a kid i love billy madison well, yeah but shit. i mean so like, like you have your adam sandler being like brain dead yeah and it's a different than like jim carrey being able to do like physical comedy adam sandler's just like if i make funny voices people laugh at me that's exactly it but that's why i think honestly ace ventura probably would have been more successful if adam sandler was in it and also apparently uh judd nelson and alan rickman were also uh offered and turned it down so oh god so yeah alan rack alan rickman is such a like like are, i'm assuming that would be for finkel as einhorn <laughs> i don't know all i said all i read ever was just they also turned something down but i mean those two like i couldn't see that either like oh yeah just be uh the, the movie's already uncomfortable <laughs> so like in a lot of ways and look and look what they they continue to have careers and jim carrey just kind of lost his mind all thanks to ace ventura yeah well i guess yeah that that is kind of weird to think that you know this was his kicking off point and it was probably him at his most by far him at his most successful because after this, we have like Liar Liar, which is still great. Okay. I fucking love Liar. He did movie. some really cool, oh. like serious roles in After, and then just kind of like the number twenty three. No, we're no, no. Eternal Sunshine. Uh, I, I, uh, no. What the hell is that movie I'm thinking of? The one where he's uh, in a reality. Uh, Goddamn, Mr. Truman, Popper's Penguins. Truman, Truman, Truman Show. Show. Yeah. yeah, like that. Oh man, and, and I forgot. Majestic. Like, don't the cable guy is like i love the cable guy honestly i would probably say that that's my favorite jim carrey movie Ooh, when's man. the last time you watched cable guy oh, it is it like is a straight up horror 10, movie 10. oh yeah he's absolutely like deranged oh yeah it is fucking wild i highly recommend checking out cable guy again because cable guy is nuts so, uh, bitch i don't have it on blu-ray i gotta go buy it yeah that's true you don't have cable guy on blu-ray uh, maybe i do i don't know anymore i'm sure you <laughs> ah, there's do. too many yeah you have more blu-rays than i do you know what i Next break, I'll yeah. or something. I'm, I'm, now I'm curious. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ace Ventura, on a scale of how perfect is it? 10 out of 10, Finkel is Einhorn. For you? Oh, absolutely. 10 out of 10, Finkel is Einhorn. Okay, yeah. Uh... Oh, 
oh, whoa, 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 one more thing. Do you know that I have Ace Ventura 1 and 2 on vinyl? Yes, I did know that. I have a Ace Ventura challenge coin, those stupid, like, things or whatever. You had the Funko Pop. Yeah, which is worth a lot of money right now. I could probably get, like, yep. 100 bucks for that thing. Uh, and I have the toy car, like the... Think about how many crop tops you could buy with that. Uh, two or three more with the exchange rate right now. Yeah. But yeah, I got a lot of Ace Ventura crap, so it's, uh, that's how good of a movie it is, so... Yep, you're a sick man. You're a sick man. But all right, so let's let's close it up on Ace Ventura, and uh, let's start talking about some Resident Evil. Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil. Why are you back here, Claire? Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're going to do to this town. You see, Umbrella, they have an incident. I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean. People are getting sick. You gotta help us, Claire. Let the world know what's really going on. All right, and now we're going to get into Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which came out in 2021. It's rated 18A, which is uh, 18 adults. My parents had to let me, they had to take me to go to it. I wasn't even allowed. Did you see any of the original Resident Evils in theaters? Uh, I I saw the, like, I don't know, probably from, like, Afterlife and Honor. I don't even know. Right, yeah, because I saw saw Apocalypse in the theater. I remember the the first, like, the 2002 Resident Evil was one of the first movies I ever pirated. Ooh, like I we downloaded that. on. That was the first DVD we rented ever. Oh wow, with the special features. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was uh. Well, it was my friend who he downloaded on LimeWire or Kazaa or Morpheus, one of those things. Shout out. He downloaded Jason X and Resident Evil because I think they came up the same year. Lincoln Park in the end. Oh, and hybrid. Oh, dude, yes, that is where we download. We used to download music videos all the time. Like I remember yeah. having the Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal video on my computer. Papa Roach, Last Resort. Oh man, all the corn videos got the life. 
great great time you know what? what what the hell has happened with this world like back in the day we had to work for what we wanted we had real music we had to back work in the day. For shit. nowadays you just got your spotify's and your netflixes exactly too easy um but yeah so this film was written and directed by johannes roberts who some of that we've talked about quite a bit on the show because he wrote and directed 47 meters down from 2017 which is a movie that boozy and i liked a lot more than most of the world but like you know, Boozy and I are shark boys, and I still think that movie was pretty wicked. It's got Mandy Moore. Uh, it came out the year after The Shallows. So it's always like a treat when someone comes out with a shark movie, and nine times out of ten, they suck horrendous balls. Uh, but that one, I actually remember liking quite a bit. Wait, he also... Wait, what's that what? shark? Was there a shark movie that came out recently again, like a couple of years ago that really sucked, or people liked it and I thought it was crap? Uh... 47 meters down on cage no they were like the they were like in like uh there's a shark in the basement of a house even at some point oh don't you fucking dare are you talking about crawl oh, like the alligator suck. oh man i love that movie uh, i yeah, love I that, that movie too. anyway yeah shark movie. and it's it's funny that's actually gonna crawl is gonna come up today in in my review for resident evil uh Ooh, but wow. yeah like johannes roberts he also did the sequel 47 meters down on caged he did the sequel to the strangers the strangers pray at oh night oh my god he did that yeah oh did you like that one dude that is like i i've never been more pissed off in a theater like that was the <laughs> one time where i was like mad and i'm like oh trust me i thought it sucked too boozy loved it i was like i i should i should leave i was so pissed like they took from oh fuck don't let's just oh, move yeah. no yeah. no no and and it's funny because there's correlations between The Stranger's Prey at Night and Resident Evil Raccoon City, uh, which I'll talk about. But oh it's just Johannes Roberts, like his things that he does. Uh, but yeah, so this is a movie. It's starring Kea Scodelario, who so Crawl's coming up more than once. She was the lead actor in Crawl. Um, she was fantastic in that movie, that fucking masterpiece of a film. Uh, Robbie, <laughs> Rob. I love Carl. Robbie Amell uh, plays Chris Redfield, who uh, he's Stephen Amell's brother. That's Arrow, if you didn't know. Um, we have Hannah John Kamen, who played Jill Valentine, who she was also, she had a pretty big role in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and she was on Ready Player One. She was in Black Mirror. And then we have Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker, which that's something we're obviously going to be talking about today, because Wesker in the cinematic universe has just never been done correctly no, ever. That's like, you know, there's a lot of things that haven't been done correctly in the resident evil universe. Wesker is like at the top of the list. If you're a fan of the games, uh, then we have Avon, uh, Avon Hoya. I think his name is, he plays Leon Kennedy. Debatably my favorite resident evil character of all time. Well, yeah. Until this movie, I mean, oh, spoilers. Yeah, and then Neil, Neil McDonough, Neil McDonough plays William Bark Birkin. And, uh, Donald Logue plays Chief Irons. Whatever, let's just get on to it now. So, Derek, how, how I want to start this off is, first of all, I was surprised that you... I would have never seen this movie if it wasn't for you choosing it. Like, for, like why not? Like, I mean, you, you have to like Resident Evil. Why wouldn't you just want, like, curiosity? I, I, I was curious. I, I guess I probably would have ended up seeing... Because I've seen all of the, the Jovovich, Paul W. Sanderson ones. Um, I have a complicated history with that franchise just as you know a lot of people do oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we can get into that too man. we gotta we gotta talk about oh, that yeah. so like let, let before we get into raccoon city let's talk about like just the games in general like Ooh. did you grow up a resident evil fan yes absolutely what was the one that got you into it two 
uh, on the Nintendo 64. Because yes, a, baby. A, I mean, I was a Nintendo fanboy, so I had to have the shittier version. Yeah, Nintendo. And but, uh, you had the the crocodile scene from Crawl, and uh, this this that game as well. Um, still, till this day, I don't know. I think I, I when the Resident Evil Two Remaster came out, I played through that motherfucker like a madman. Like that's one of my all time favorite games. But I it's always so considered good. Resident Evil Four to be my favorite. Absolutely flawless. Yeah, and I played through that again too, and like not even a re. I think it was just like updated for like yeah. PS3 or well, something. They're, they're doing a VR one eventually now, which is pretty cool. So yeah, did you but, play? Have you played Village, the latest Resident Evil game? No, no, the last one I played was the one before that. Uh, Biohazard, that one's nuts. That Truly sick. scary. Yeah, yeah. I was playing that on Diego's Oculus. Dude, we got stuck at that one scene VR when when you have to fight that big ass monster in the house. He's like get your ass back in the house i'll oh. be with you later and we got stuck and we kept dying and it was like i, oh I swear to god we heard that for like yeah that's another thing that the resident evil movies have notoriously missed out on and that's like the amount of quotes all the good shit from the games yeah yeah like, all of the good stuff from the games they, they're like hey we have like tons of source material we're gonna make a movie but there's gonna can be any character let's never yeah. do any of it until 2021 whatever. yeah and like uh the whole alice and the red queen and stuff like, and like why would they that's that's what drove me nuts about that movie because i was excited for the first one i like that first one and it had fucking nothing i do too but it had nothing <laughs> to fucking do with the game so that was the biggest yeah. pet peeve i'm like who's this bitch it's set in raccoon city and it start and it has zombies barely but like yeah i mean yeah i guess it's in the hive really but um, it just like it, it had nothing to do with the games you just kind of figure it's like yeah i get it you don't want to just copy them but god damn it fan service the original ended with my plague by slipknot and yeah. then apocalypse ended with the end of heartache by kill switch mm-hmm. engage oh hell yeah there were new and metal they, the movies and then they just went downhill after that but whatever yeah i mean I they know. went downer hill when's the last time you've watched like those films because uh, extinctions one they grew on me uh two years ago yeah Ex- like it's Ex- extinction the third one it's kind of cool yeah, yeah. Like, especially when chris uh you know offs himself right? <laughs> yeah it's always great i mean it is a cool scene. he's like oh yeah i found this joint man <laughs> fuck these dudes and he blows up a truck yeah yeah no it's uh it's strange but no, yeah, I was a massive, mass. I am, I am a massive fan of the Resident Evil franchise in video game form, and uh, I admittedly like, I like the first Paul W S Anderson movie. I think a little bit of it is nostalgia, yeah. Uh, but some of it, it's just kind of a fun movie to watch, and I kind of like the style. And uh, like, I remember seeing, like, I was like jumping and jumping out of my friend's computer chair because we were watching it on his computer monitor back then, same monitor that we'd uh, play Windows Media, Windows Media. Yeah, player. we'd be, we'd be playing roller coaster tycoon and taking breaks to watch resident evil and jason x <laughs> but like when uh alice like drop kicks the the dog and like when she goes into the kennel yeah, uh yeah. That, that was epic do you know during that scene and i'm just doing total shinfo but that's a remix nine inch nail song that's playing in the background i did not know that but there that makes go. total sense makes total sense did you know that marilyn manson did all the soundtrack for that oh god canceled yeah. but uh fuck man but, but but that that too the first movie actually had like a lot more of a um the atmosphere was a lot more moody and dark yeah and it, that's some it, style it, the, the tone was good in that movie and then they started just getting weird. i think all of all of those all of the paul ws anderson movies the the one the, the one thing one? that you can't yeah. deny is that they had style like they did have style uh, was it good or uh, not but it was style he, he made a movie I still haven't watched Monster Hunter. Did you watch that one? 
No, I have zero. Yeah, because that's the latest one. Um, I think. I don't know. But no, video game movies just have notoriously not been good. And I've said this before, and I'll, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I think you're someone who would agree with me on this, <clears throat> is that I think, it's okay, so it's kind of ties into how I feel, is after watching Raccoon City, which I didn't hate, I'm just going to get out right <laughs> of the way here. So, and I, I know that you chose yeah, we, it. We, bri- we briefly talked, and, I, and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I was surprised by how much I didn't hate it. It doesn't mean I loved it or really even liked it. Um, I was entertained and pleasantly surprised by how faithful it is to the original video game in a lot of ways. There's obviously moments where it's like Leon Kennedy is absolutely completely different than he is in the video game. But dude, now think about this. Now think about being tasked to take these like kind of one dimensional characters and bring them to screen and make them have to be interesting. You take everyone's like favorite dude, like in all the games, Leon is everyone's favorite. Yeah, Leon's the best. How do we take the guy that everyone loves and make him suck? Oh, let's make him a bitch. Yeah. Let's make him just like. Yeah. And he totally is. He's a bitch boy. in that movie. And I mean, he does like. He's the comedic. He's the comedic fucking relief, and Leon should not be the comedic. But like, but Leon's Leon's supposed to be cool. <laughs> yeah, Leon's supposed to be super cool. Like, um, I I had an argument with a friend about this. Shout out Chris Hurtado, who absolutely just fucking despises this movie. Like, thinks it's one of the worst things he's ever seen, and he uh is a big Resident Evil fan. He loves those Paul W. Sanderson movies, hmm. Apocalypse being his favorite, which. I think honestly, Apocalypse is the only one out of those originals that is like not watchable. Like going back to it, when it came out, I loved it. But dude, when, that movie is so fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of what makes it fun. Yeah, is like you can yeah. you can see the cables, like you can see the cables and the slow motion and how stupid everything is. And like that's what's fun. And then yeah, but they had they had Nemesis, and that's what like the, the Nemesis looked good. Like, When's Nemesis coming? And then he does. Yeah, yeah, that's all that mattered. And then you forever associate Nemesis with uh, the ball and opening riff to End of Heartache. Oh, absolutely. Because, I, yeah, and, like the music video for End of Heartache has the apocalypse footage spliced into oh, it. Oh, man. Like, that that was the best thing that could have happened to Kill Switch was that. And then the worst <laughs> thing that could have happened was Howard leaving. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's so many things about the original... Like, yeah okay so like the game like uh did you so you came on board from resident evil 2 did you go back and play the original like wait, like, like resident evil the for, like, like there's the yeah, pc so, game so and then they re-released on gamecube yes that's when i played it was the first time it was on gamecube yeah that was a good one um and, and then what what about uh give me give me your overall thoughts on welcome to raccoon city okay so this is how it went when when i was going into this into the theaters first of all that thing lasted less than two weeks in theaters i was like oh i'm gonna go see that landmark and i waited too long <laughs> and uh within a week it was only in like three in the afternoon or, or 10 at night and i'm like okay i'm an adult i have to go in the afternoon now and um i went in with incredibly low expectations but i also did not see the trailer for it at all so i kind of went in totally blind and uh <laughs> movie no expectations haven't seen the trailer and i went in just going that this is gonna suck and oh yeah that's how i felt for about a solid half an hour going did they make this in like for a a shoe like was this the druid's hand budget basically because it looks terrible Ouch! (laughs) because the druid's hand looks better than that goddamn movie it is so dark and so shitty but then it something dawned on me about halfway through and i said wait a minute 
this is like the old video games, like their their full motion video scenes. When like, have you ever seen the um, the old uh, from the first game on the PS one? They had those uh, video clips, yeah, the, the live acting ones, and they were like, yeah, I was like, that's what almost like they were going for, right? Like they were absolutely going for good, and that's when it kind of like I went like this and went, wait a minute, they aren't trying to be good. <laughs> They're just doing fan service again, and that's what I think it was fan service. But that's what's funny about it too. But, is like, but a, still a bit like its own thing. But they kept going like, "Oh yeah, you, here's something for you guys. Now here's our movie. Here's another little tip. yeah. Remember this part though. Yeah. Remember that sound from the piano from the first game? Oh, here it is. I gotta say, what I liked about that though is I like the set. Like the set actually looked like Resident Evil, like the original yeah, game. It was, and that's the thing. Like it's dark dingy and like man when they get into the mansion that scene was awesome like it actually was super cool like also i don't know like you're you're saying it's very dark and i i get that but one of the one of the things i thought was good about it was the cinematography because uh the 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 cinematographer which i found out afterwards is maxime alexander who he frequently works with alexandra audra who he's the guy who uh well he made crawl so i think i don't know if maxime shot that movie but Maxime also shot Shazam, uh, but he shot High Tension with Ma- with uh, Alexander Aja, the Hills Have Eyes remake, uh, the Crazies remake, and also a movie that I know you're a big fan of, Silent Hill Revelation. Mitch, it's not <laughs> funny. That is another piece of shit. The first one, great movie, or at least... I like that first you know one. What? Yeah. It, it's got a place, but that second one, God. Was that the second yeah, one? Second, I feel like there's no revelation. There's multiple. The second one with the stupid no, oh, the the circus or fair, merry-go-round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's not funny. No, but I don't. And that's like okay. So how did you feel about the casting though? Because I thought Kea Scaldelario as Claire Redfield was awesome. Like I thought she looked she, the part. Yeah, she was. She was a good Claire. Um, she's very talented. I'm also- Robbie Amell. I'm surprised how much I thought that he kind of nailed the role of Chris. Like. I know my friend Chris Hurtado and I were talking and he's like, since when is Chris Redfield like a stupid jock? I was like, since the first yeah, video game. He always was, <laughs> like, he's always been a jock. He's always been one dimensional and kind of bro. I also like that they didn't just go like, hey, we're going to just straight up put them in their video game clothing too. Like they, no one looked like, well, like no. And besides Claire. But even that she wasn't Claire wearing looked... like a red shirt or something like in the. She had the red jacket. Oh yeah, she did. Never mind. Fuck. Yeah, like I thought she they they paid attention to her. They did not pay attention at all for Leon. No, but uh Frank Frank Grillo is someone that I've always wanted to see play Chris Redfield. I thought that he'd be a good Chris Redfield. Um, but the, Frank Grillo, like from uh oh god, he's in the second purge movie, he's in Warrior. God, it, there's people screaming right now because I'm naming um, like some of his least oh, yeah, popular he, or that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face? Um and he's an action star. Yeah, yeah, that guy could have did he'd it. He'd be good and I think that this movie proves, if anything, that being too faithful to a video game isn't the play either. That's not the role because, you know, like the movie only has only so much can happen when you're being so faithful to a video game because they're completely different mediums. So this movie actually made me have a little bit of a more of a pre appreciation for what Paul W.S. Anderson was going for, trying to make just entertaining action movies, which, you know, I'm sure he succeeded for a lot of people. Those movies made just took the name was man, the the six original movies made like one point two billion dollars. Yeah, I have that in my uh, in my in my notes here. So like this, this Resident Evil was made for twenty five million dollars and it grossed 30. Yeah, twenty five million dollars. I swear to God, they shot that on like 
their mom's like purse change like that's how much money that's not a massive budget like 25 for a, a movie like this like 25 million isn't yeah. like for example the original resident evil from 2002 had a budget of 33 million dollars yeah. in 2002 yeah. and but that movie grossed 103 million dollars this one grossed 31 million well, like i said like it was barely in theaters well i mean once again COVID well, it was, was covid shit. yeah but yeah so like but even not taking that into consideration i gotta wonder if like even if we didn't have the pandemic, would this movie have been any more successful? Like, I have no but idea. That being said, I also saw like zero promotion for it either. Like, I felt like I barely even knew it yeah. came out. So true. But can I tell you something sickening? I would love to. Hear Resident it. Evil: The Final Chapter, the last one from Paul W. S. Anderson in 2016, had a budget of 40 million dollars, so only 15 million dollars more than this one, and it made 312 million dollars. What? I had no idea these movies were so, as six. Like, obviously, they had to have been. They made fucking what eight of them? Like, you want to know why they made so much money, Mitch? Because I paid twenty four ninety nine for a oh Blu-ray of it, and I saw the sticker on it for Christ's sakes. Oh my god, Derek! You, obviously, it's an audio podcast; people can't see. But Derek literally just flexed with his final chapter oh, Blu-ray. Yeah? You want to see some flexing, bro? Oh no! Do you have them all there? Steelbooks, yes, baby! Oh god, you got steelbooks Future for all shot. of them up to the. Ooh. Yeah, me and you both got sickening. God damn that. Uh, we had sickening obsessions with steelbooks. Yeah, like, this movie sucks, but it's on steelbook. And that's it started why, with the Harry Potters, I, I think. Steelbooks. It's like, I just need them. You still have that Harry Potter steelbook yeah. collection? Because I, I love that collection. Like, it, as a huge Potterhead, like, those are the best they look on Blu ray. It's, it's a badass set. It is a badass it's set. It's like 4K, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm going to have to rebuy it now. <laughs> just put the disc in that case. No one will know. Yeah, but like, I don't know. So the thing that I took from this too is that like, and I've listened to him on podcast, but Johannes Roberts, <laughs> this is a guy who just cannot fucking help himself. He's all about the needle drops. And I don't normally care about needle drops. Like, I don't know if you watch those Fear Street movies. A lot of people really shit on it for having like, because there was a different needle drop every 30 seconds. But to me, that's even a little bit different than this because those movies at least had substance outside of the needle drops. It's like Johannes Roberts relies on popular old songs to make people like, oh, oh yeah, I remember. I remember Crush by uh, Jennifer Page because that song's playing as the the truck driver's on fire and he's like walking into the... <laughs> that scene was like, that, that CGI was so bad too. He does that in The Strangers Pray at Night as well with like the Christine, like he does a Christine homage uh, where it's set on fire and then... Um, there's obviously the most famous scene in Pray at Night is the the pool scene where he has uh, I can't remember the song, but it was like a popular '80s yeah, song. He just tries he's like, yeah, you guys like that '80s. Uh, yeah, you like that. You like that. You like new that? Stuff, Take huh, it, guys. It's popular now. I'm gonna put it in one too. I'm gonna yeah. ruin strangers. So it's like Crushed by Jennifer Page plays, and then Any Way You Want It by Journey. <laughs> they even include four non-blondes for the What's Up song in in this like it's yeah the, it's wild the, the music choice was very odd at some points too the only thing that the reason i appreciate crush like that's the one i give a pass to is because that actually came out in 1998 the year that this film was set oh, yeah. so i'm like okay okay i i we're I'll, I'll be here for that one but it's just like yeah he can't help himself it's like he kind of relies on that to make a movie entertaining but then every once in a while there's something like you know we get to see a real tyrant in this film which was kind of a treat of course it was corny it's a video game character of course the whole movie's corny um i think the one thing that these resident evil movies have always missed and it's such a shame 
is not having a crazy ass wild action scene with a fixed camera lens like up in a corner like you know how the the original games have the fixed oh, camera angle yeah. and because that was like part of the thrill where you the, couldn't see anything around the corner and you're like oh boy i don't want to go into you can see room. yet and you're getting fucking doused in zombies and they just keep coming in and they keep coming in also why have we never seen characters from the resident evil universe combine potions and herbs to, to heal themselves i always well, thought that that'd be funny that guy did it in extinction when he took that uh, joint that was a herb you know what i'm saying I guess that's true. Yeah, those, those are herbs. Yeah, smoking that, smoking that dro. Um, but then, okay, oh but that's God. the thing. Well, if they went that in depth, everyone would be like, "Okay, it's too much." Yeah, but I don't know. Like to, for me, this this film was debatably too much. For you, it was it was almost awesome? too close. Well, it was too much. It, it's it focused so heavily on being faithful to the games in so many areas that were admirable. But then when it strayed away from them, like the Leon thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, they, there's actually quite a bit of things that they, they do stray away from. And it's just like, I, I feel like there's just a whole lot of nothing here. Like, that's my biggest complaint about it is that it doesn't push the story anywhere. And uh, so like, as you know, the one thing that I did like, though, was the whole backstory with um, the twins. Yeah, like that was a kind of like little extra thing there that was newer but wasn't well that was from code veronica i'm pretty sure oh, I never that one. well great never mind they, oh, they just took fan service great no and like but the thing is they spent so much time trying to be trying to focus on the original i think that's where it succeeded mm-hmm. there's scenes where like uh chris redfield is walking around with like a lighter and like that's- that reminded me of moments like i loved that I, scene I, I thought that was fun too and it was the way it was executed because like, you know, remember playing the video games. One of my favorite parts about them is like when you'd open a door and like, you know, those old graphics and how it would take time to load yeah. when you go into different rooms, but you open a door and it's like, you never know if a zombie's just going to all of a sudden start attacking you. Cause sometimes it was just like, it was a loading screen. And then other times it'd be like, you open it and there's a zombie on top of you. And I think that they kind of captured that in a couple moments in the movie, but yeah, like the, 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 that's the thing that kind of surprised me. There, there was a lot of moments where I was like, you know what? They really did capture what we wanted from like the original series that we never got. Yeah. But then they almost went too far sometimes. But are we going to just talk about Wesker now and get it over with? Yeah. So that, I don't know. That was just, you know, another missed opportunity. Well, but I well, guess this is like an origin story for Wesker. But why is he a bro? Yeah, well, but Wesker's always been. Yeah, like, like, are you kidding me, man? But he's like, he was he, the original Oakley's guy. But like he, it, it, yeah, I don't know. He's a menacing villain, though. Like Wesker has always been such a badass villain in the video games, and he's never once been represented on screen. Like in the Paul W. S. Anderson movies, they just turn him into Mister Anderson from The Matrix, and it's just like, but it's always just like a dollar store version or an Ed Hardy version. Um, that's the one thing I will say though this movie fuck like I do think that this movie was like the the film version of an affliction shirt and I think you can agree (laughs) with that but the thing is that almost doesn't that's not even almost a bad thing because if you look at like the video games they're kind of chachi like some of some of them like just the their get-ups like we talk we still haven't talked about how they bastardized Jill's suit (laughs) Because I know yeah, any twelve-year-old boy who's watching Apocalypse was losing their mind when Jill Valentine came out in the miniskirt and the tube top. It's like I understand why they wouldn't do that in this day and age. But, but in this one, I didn't even know that was Jill. I was like, "Who the hell is this? Who is she?" Everyone was mad about Lola Bunny. Where's the hatred for Jill? 
They took away Lola's butt. I, I literally had no idea that that was Jill in the movie. And like after a while, I was like, oh, that's Jill. What? And that's the other thing too, is I think that like the the actor who played Jill in this movie was very good. Like she she's an action star and you can tell, uh, but she just didn't feel very much like Jill. Overall, you're, you consider yourself a fan of would, Welcome to Raccoon City. So I, I remember rating it and I said, I gave it a, I think six or 6.5 because it gave me that fan. Out of 10? It, it blows my mind that you're not on Letterboxd yet. You need to get on Letterboxd there. I just got on, like, untapped finally, and I, like, drank beer till I should be dead, like, at this point. But that's what I was thinking about. Like, when you showed me, you were the one who showed, I didn't know untapped existed. It's a, it's a basically Letterboxd, but for craft beers. <laughs> if the amount of movies you watch and the way you like movies, it, it's just a good way of being able to keep track of the movies you watch, even if you don't want to rate them. You can just look back on a year and be like, oh, I watched... 285 movies this year well i mean that's what i used to when i when the world was normal i used to go to movies and keep all the stubs and uh i was very proud of hitting like that what is it 59 or 63 movies 69 <laughs> yes <laughs> movies in a year in the theaters so i was like i'm gonna beat that record and then yeah covid and here we are yeah so i feel like but more so yeah. than a lot of movies recently on the podcast i'm kind of we're kind of dancing around our actual feelings on the movie so i think i just if we're going to close out anytime soon i want to say i think in term like the resident evil movies just aren't for me but i would i find it hard to debate that this isn't one of the better ones that we've received and i think that's why you chose it i think it was like kind of surprising that it got a lot of things right yeah um yeah. i think if I were inclined to watch them as movies, I will still choose the 2002 version or extinction. Um, but there's there, this movie's not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. No, like, and I, I I've think, seen so yeah. many half star reviews on Letterboxd. I'm like, what are you guys? And these are people who are giving this. Oh, I can't even get into it. <laughs> I can't do it. I was about to bring up another sore spot, but I'm choosing to back away well, no, from talking about the mate. I don't want to well, talk the about Matrix. the Matrix Resurrection. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, and I, I've heard nothing about terrible things. And I'm like, dude, I where I live, where I live, everybody loves it. Like I've talked, I I'm the weird one for thinking it's horrible. Like everyone I talk to loves it, I've and that's great. One but I'm like, say they like it, and everyone else is just like they, they're telling me it's the worst thing ever. And I and I'm not even. A, I think the Matrix movies are way overrated. No, nah, not the original. Uh, the original is good. Everything else is garbage, and they're still. Yes, maybe it's the whole time it was released. Yeah, thing, but like, but obviously, it's kind of like it ties in. Like Resident Evil was capitalizing. Like Paul W. S. Anderson was capitalizing so hard on what The Matrix did, even like in a lot of the action sequences. And I think that it's kind of hard to debate that. Like, there's a lot, there's a style to it. Like that uh, laser scene in the first one, right? Like that was. Oh, that laser scene was baller. Like watching that guy get chopped up in the cube. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. And then. Oh yeah, like and oh man, I remember what 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 made me lose my mind uh, in the original was the character at the very end of the movie who I saw in the airport recently. Also, uh, when I came home, he lives in Vancouver. Uh, I can't remember what character he plays in the original. I'm gonna look him up here, but he's one of the really bad crow. Uh, he did a bunch of the crow sequels. Eric Mabius is his name. He plays Matt in Resident the original Resident Evil. Um, he like he gets infected but they kind of he's nemesis they turn him into nemesis right yeah, yeah yeah. so i remember being like really hyped about that when i saw it as a kid because i was just like oh man nemesis because it was such a cool character that that was fun at the end of that one though yeah yeah 
I, I don't hate Welcome to Raccoon City. I recommend it. If you're a fan of the Resident Evil movies, I think you've been through a lot worse already. <laughs> Have you seen the last three of the Paul W.S. Anderson ones? Like Even, like, I, I think it was Afterlife that I had a lot of problems with, too. Like, I just had trouble the getting through it. The final chapter is, like holy christ that's the one with the guns and roses songs in it right uh that's the one where the, everything is exploding at the end and they're in like this no oh, i don't it's just don't they copy the opening to snyder's dawn of the dead where it's like kind of a suburb um oh god yeah see they all blend together oh the one of them starts with that raining in japan one or whatever and then all of a sudden oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like that's the thing they're all of one. that one's retribution i they're think they're all just one movie <laughs> and i'm like i know they're all one big. They're all separate rhinestones on an affliction shirt. You know, it's just it's the Mar- it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Resident Evil. Right? But yeah, with affliction and Ed Hardy. So, is there? Do you have any closing thoughts on Resident Evil before we wrap up? Is that? You know, uh, like I said, I went in expecting absolute garbage, and I came out going, you know what? I've seen worse. I've been through worse. I, I've wasted money on worse things. So it, uh, like AFI crop tops, but you know, you know um, yeah. <laughs> I have never. I I certainly did not expect this movie to like. Well, it was very watchable. That was it was thing. very when watchable. You, when when you said okay, I'm gonna watch it, and you texted me saying I didn't hate it, I was like, oh whoa. Yeah. I actually, have a conversation well, here. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure if you were just trolling and you wanted me to watch a really bad movie. And like you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there feel like it's a really really bad movie. But I'm I'm with you. I've seen worse. I, I think the Resident Evil franchise has done worse to me than this movie. And there's enough in it where I was like, there were a couple moments where I kind of smirked as a Resident Evil yeah, fan. I was that, like, that's oh, exactly damn. what it was. It just you kind of went, oh yeah, that's that's what yeah. I wanted. And it's like you know, it kind of tickled. You know, it's taken. It was off. totally everything that I liked about it was nostalgia. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like you know, I also am not a fucking moron. I didn't go into a Resident Evil movie expecting it to change my life or to actually be amazing. <laughs> I. And that's all that has to matter is you're going in expecting the bottom of the barrel. And if you come out slightly happier, that's all that matters. Exactly. But God yeah. damn it, whatever they did to Leon, they can fuck right off. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a, I, I didn't hate the actor. I just hated the way they had it, yes. like the way he was directed, the way he was. And that's, that's, I think that, that was like exactly. And when, when I texted you and I said, Hey, you know, the one thing I had the biggest problem with was Leon and you're like, exactly. And that was, and that was, yeah. And that was, yeah, I know. Cause uh, I don't know if you've ever met Diego. He was the one of the original hosts of the tear table. Uh, yeah. I, I've, I've met him. Okay. Cause he, he's a huge Resident Evil fan and he, he went out and checked this movie out in the theater and he was the first person I talked to who he was. He said exactly what we're saying now. It's like, there were moments where he was like, oh, man, they fucking were yeah. nailing certain things. But he said by the time he walked out of it, he was like just super underwhelmed and kind of felt like icky. He, he dirty. I was like, yeah, that's how you that's how you feel after a fucking Resident Evil movie. Like if if you're a self-respecting human, <laughs> um, like so stick to the games. Yeah, I don't know. I, it What sucks is like I I would definitely probably watch a sequel to this, but I don't think we're ever going to get it. But no well because it didn't do well but the thing is also look at the time that this was made in like it didn't stand a chance with the way that they the way they marketed it and also just the the state of the world it was just kind of dead on arrival it's like they should have released this in january just so it could really suffer yeah well honestly it probably would have done better in well actually i don't know because now covid numbers are actually up uh but Yeah. yeah okay well Either way, it was fun reflecting on the Resident Evil franchise with you and talking about Ace Ventura. 
And, Stay tuned uh, for the Tommy X without warning sequel episode. Yes. Yeah. So without well, we were originally Resident Evil got swapped out from the 1980s alien film without warning. We well, yeah, Derek, we'll definitely have you back on again to talk about that at some point. Um, but thanks again. Seriously, man, thank you for you know contributing to the Kickstarter. But more than anything, thank you for being a part of the film. Thank you for busting your ass. I know we've already done this. Like it was like a month. Man. It was like a whole week after we had finished wrapping. But dude, and like like I was thinking when I left that when I got back home and realized I wasn't gonna do that the next day, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go back to life anymore. I'm just gonna kill myself. And it was like a you know really thought about it pretty hard. You know, you know that 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 was one of my like. I, it sounds like it's like that's not something you should be happy about but no when you think about it like, something that i was very happy about was hearing a lot of the people on set feeling that way it being like you know it sucked going back to work and going yeah. back to real life because we kind of we we literally lived a dream like a lot yeah. of us i yeah. i put a lot with jesse and i put a lot of work into choosing the right people who like we wanted to get people who haven't had these opportunities but would crush if they were given it and we did that and men did it ever fucking pay off we had an absolutely insane insane crew shout out aaron <laughs> like aaron was another guy who i know you and aaron really bonded oh, yeah. i really bonded with aaron he's he's just a fucking genius and he's one of the most talented artists i've ever met in my life didn't know he existed before we did this and he's a guy who's like creating props and at, like he he sculpts like he's a oh god i, I can keep going forever yeah. so i'm gonna yeah. stop uh, but yeah, thanks, man. Seriously, and I'm happy that we're we're buddies again. For now, yeah. <laughs> until uh, until the Drew's hand comes out and it's a colossal disaster, and I'm like distancing myself. Well, you've it. seen the latest cut, so I'd <laughs> like to think that if it can't get worse than it is now, it's only going to get better. And you seem to have been a fan. <laughs> I will say that what we've done so far is quite impressive, and I'm not just saying that because it's us or what we've done, but it is a it's cool. It, it is definitely something that i'll be proud of even even if one person watches it and likes it that's all that matters thanks man yeah because it, it, it's cool and i think that people are really going to be impressed for more reasons than others and i think that's the coolest part yeah gotta keep that hype train going yeah well it's kind of died out we, we need someone to man our instagram account maybe you can take that over uh, it's like you, it's like you guys just can't fucking hype anything up you're just well no because jesse and i jesse and i are so fucking beaten down now at this point like jesse's been handling all the merch orders and i've been moving my life across the country so it's been a lot of things going on <laughs> i know excuses excuses oh I, i'm gonna shoot a movie and move across the country see you jesse yeah you deal with it classic <laughs> mitch oliver shut the fuck <laughs> like i'm doing nothing over here all right yeah let's wrap it up Derek. is there somewhere that people can follow you if uh if they want to follow you and get, check out your disgusting AFI collection. Um, a place where maybe we can see Derek in some AFI booty shorts. I don't have those yet, but uh, yeah, if you really want to see my AFI collection at Derek.AFI on Instagram. Yeah, Derek has an AFI fan account. Um, but also like your, is it still Aqua Fresh Hot Dog? Like what, what's no. your Instagram account? No, <laughs> it's just at D Yakimchuk. D Yakimchuk. So uh, you'll see his name in the show notes. Um, I'll also tag his or, you know, in the description of the episode, you'll see Derek's name. I'll put his social medias in there. So I encourage you all to go and give him a follow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Derek's a great man. Uh, <laughs> I, I love you, man. Seriously. Thanks for everything. Yeah, and, same uh, to you, Mitch. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. This was a lot of fun. And we will see you next time on the Terror Table. <laughs>